You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening. This week it is episode 88 and we are talking Mario is Missing. And spoiler alert, this game fucking sucks. Even the music for this game sucks. The music you just heard sounds like a like a crappy knockoff version of the Mario World songs. I hate this game. And I'm telling you right now, if you liked the Echo the Dolphin episode from a few weeks ago, you're going to fucking love this. And if you thought there was too much profanity in the Echo episode, maybe don't listen to this one with the kids in the car because it gets a little heated. Um, I have, I'll be honest with you guys. I have a couple episodes in the bank where I get angry. People seem to really enjoy them like they did the Echo one. I want to spread them out so that the show's not just a stink hole of negativity every week. But with what's going on in the world right now, I think we could all use a laugh. So let's anger it up. Mark McHugh is here. We have a Mario game to talk about. I got incredibly angry. Let's have some fun. Uh, Before I do that, you guys know I have to ramble. If you're not interested in the rambling, there's a timestamp in the description box to tell you what to skip to. Uh, But I would not skip this because I work really hard on it. Frankly, I probably work harder on this part than I do on the actual video game part of the show itself. So um, obviously... The elephant in the room is uh, the coronavirus or COVID, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because uh, you could literally find information about it anywhere uh, from people smarter and more intelligent uh, or frankly dumber 
than me. You could there's a whole variety out there. You could find smart people, dumb people, whatever you want talking about it. Um, I just I feel like it'd be amiss if I didn't address it. I just hope that everyone is staying safe, staying clean, uh, and all that good stuff. Uh, some of you have reached out about my comedy gigs. Thank you very much for your concern. In case you didn't know or you are curious, uh, they are all all canceled right now. And uh, and yeah, uh, like that sucks. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm a, I'm a little over four years into stand-up comedy, and your first few years in comedy, uh, you are the bottom of the totem pole. You're either working for free or you're working for like 50 bucks a night. It sucks. And I'm finally getting to the point where I'm starting to move up the ladder and headline some shows and make some money. And uh, I had a huge opportunity scheduled for this previous Monday, and it all got canceled. Uh, but it's okay. Like There are far bigger problems in the world right now uh, than my hacky jokes. And my notes auto-corrected that to say my wacky jokes, but no, they are incredibly hacky, shitty jokes. Uh, I'm fine financially, so thank you all for everyone that has reached out with their well wishes, their concern. Uh, a couple of you have, uh, which is really cool of you, by the way, for any of you that have reached out to say, uh, nobody would be offended if I put an advertisement or two on the show to help make some money during uh, the next couple of months, but that's it's not necessary, it's fine. Um, if I'm going to advertise something, it's going to be because I want to advertise it. Um, and I haven't had that ad reach out. And frankly, uh, I, I support the, I, I count on the Patreon as long as I've got, you know, a little bit like, honestly, I'm already making enough on the Patreon to make this worth my time. It's just the more I'm making, the more time I could put into it. Frankly, the more episodes and stuff I can produce, but I, I just, uh, the ads aren't necessary getting by just fine. I've got some savings. Uh, I have my girlfriend and she's rich, <laughs> rich-ish and she'll take care of me and it'll be fine. So, um, anyway, that's why I've got the Patreon and I try not to talk about it so much on here. I know I'm sorry. I had that new ad at the front. It's just, it is kind of my job right now. So I don't particularly have a choice. I kind of have to talk about it sometimes. Um, speaking of the Patreon, welcome to our newest Patreon signups. We've had a couple over the last week. Movie Epidemic. It is a podcast hosted by friend of the show, frequent guest Bradley McHugh. Check them out. Thanks for signing up, you guys. And uh, Evan, uh, I don't know, I think I'm saying it right, Refuse. And I'm sorry, Evan, my computer keeps trying to autocorrect your name to say refuse. Uh, I do not refuse you. Thank you for uh, actually, my my computer automated your name to say even refuse, and it's actually Evan Refuse. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but anyway, Evan, thanks for signing up. Movie epidemic, Bradley, thank you for signing up. If you would like a shout out every month, access to the 17 bonus episodes we've got in the bank, with the 18th one coming this Monday. For the record, you guys get your question and answers in. If you want them answered, I answer every single one. Shoot it to me on Patreon. A chance to win a gift card to the system of your choice, and a chance to vote. On a game for the following month's uh, show, sign up, patreon.com slash remember the game. Two bucks a month, there's the plug. I'm sorry, but thank you. Uh, and as I mentioned it, new perk for the Patreons. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, it should already be set up over at patreon.com slash remember the game. If you support the show at any level, um, you can feel free. You guys know I like to interact with people on there. I answer my DMs a couple of days a week. I like to talk to people on there. A lot of you have suggested video games you'd like to hear me talk about on here. So what I'm going to start doing is every month I'll pick a few uh, that I have access to, put them to a vote. Uh, the winner I will play, and then I will do an episode about that game on the following month. Uh, so just a regular episode that everyone's got access to. So you you, you guys are going to get a little bit more say in the games we talk about now. I'm just I'm trying so hard to give you guys your money's worth it's $2 and I feel like I really got to earn it because I know that times are tough and there's a trillion options out there for your money. So uh, patreon.com slash remember the game. Stay clean, wash your hands, maybe clean your controllers because they get kind of gross 
Uh, and that's it for the serious stuff. Thanks a lot, you guys. Let's get into some fun things. Um, Spotify. To all you people listening on Spotify, uh, we're coming there. More. Uh, if you listen there, you know that the first 39 episodes of the show are not available on that platform. I screwed up. And when I started the podcast, I wasn't saving the audio files as an MP3. And for some reason, they started showing up on Spotify, then disappeared. And now they're not there anymore. And I am stuck inside with uh, for a few weeks with literally nothing to do. So one of the things I'm going to do is, uh, is re-upload the first 39 episodes as MP3s so that they will be available on Spotify. That should be done in the next three or four days. Um, so I'm sorry if it screws with everybody else's feeds. I don't think it will. I ran a trial one with the Star Tropics episode, and it doesn't seem to be popping up on anyone's feeds again. So if they do, I'm sorry. Maybe just re-download them. I don't know. And listen to them again. That's fine. Um, but they're coming. So Spotify, thanks for listening. I didn't realize how popular Spotify was on here. Like it's like iTunes. I looked this morning. iTunes is 33% of my download traffic. Spotify is 30 now. Uh, and by the way, I went in there, like I've never used Spotify and I fired up their, their thing today to see if that was working with the new episodes and stuff like that. Uh, way better setup than iTunes, Apple podcasts or whatever. Like I really like that app a lot. So, uh, they're coming. So thanks for Spotify listeners for your patience, uh, bonus treat while you're all quarantined inside. I got almost 40 additional episodes coming your way. So, um, also quickly, a couple of you have reached out asking about what equipment I use. I think I'm going to shoot a video in the next couple of days and upload it just breaking down the gear i use giving everyone kind of a tour so if you're interested in that shit keep an eye on the youtube channel uh, youtube.com slash remember the game and i might record some more let's plays too uh they don't get a ton of views but it's just an excuse to play some video games and have fun and i have got a lot of fucking time on my hands so that's all what's uh that's all the stuff that's what's working and going in my world here uh let's look at a little bit of news not too much uh xbox announced a ton of information about the Xbox One or Xbox Series X. Uh, the fucking name. Like, I like Xbox, but that fucking name just jerks me around so hard. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, the majority of this information, just to give you an example, because I don't know what any of this means, the CPU is 8X Zen 2 cores at 3.8 GHZ, 3.6 GHZ with SMT. How the fuck does anyone know what that fucking means? I'm reading this and like if I was sitting here with somebody, it would, I would be like, oh yeah, yeah, you gotta have the 3.8 GHCs with the two cores. Um, I don't know. Apparently what people are saying is that it is very popular. Um, and some of the cool, or very powerful, I mean. And some of the things that it's saying is that you can like, it'll like free state a few games and you can like pause them and you could like turn the cons like you could go out update do all that shit come back and it won't make you close the app which is really rad uh i love being able to like just put a game to sleep and then pick it back up that's the best um they're also saying stuff like your saves uh will move from the xbox one to series x on games you played on xbox one will come to series x stuff like that exciting times man it looks it's like sounds dope i was looking at it i saw a couple screenshots over at ign they showed one where it was like minecraft and they showed what the game looks like from their old like from the xbox one system and then what the xbox series x looks like and it's fucking like really incredible what these games are going to look like it's every generation i feel like we're always like well they'll never look any more real than this and i'm saying that again they'll never look any more real than this so they look rad exciting times still no price uh still no date i'm sure that the state of the planet right now is still a massive factor 
for that, but I'm excited. Nevertheless, I am excited. And PlayStation is finally going to say something, you guys. PlayStation 5, they've got news coming, and it's right after I fucking record this. Ah! And I, I was going to delay the episode so I could talk about it, but I figured they'll fuck me and not say anything that I understand. It'll be a bunch more stats, and I won't get it. And you guys would rather hear it from somebody smart anyway. So um, as you guys are hearing this on Mar- March 18th, or whenever you are hearing this, apparently Sony's going to finally at least lay down some of their cards in regards to the PlayStation 5. I'll weigh in on it next week, but I got nothing for you now because I recorded it the day before they fucking said something because the sons of bitches. Um, and then Nintendo... It's just not saying anything. They did an indie showcase today, which was pretty rad. I love indie games, man. I'm telling you, if you're not playing indie games, you're missing out. It's like, God forbid, like, why not spend 20 bucks and play a game instead of spending 80 bucks to play a game? Like, some of them look rad. The Enter the Gungeon sequel is coming out today on Switch, which looks pretty dope. Uh, I have to think there's a Nintendo Direct coming in the next couple of weeks. There has to be, right? The whole world is quarantined and they're bored and looking for something to do. If you ever were going to advertise your stuff... Now would be the time to do it. Come on, Nintendo. But of course, it's fucking Nintendo being Nintendo. So um, I can't wait to play some of those. That's good enough. You know what? I'm going to wrap this thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I meant to do this earlier, dude. I'm so sorry. Shout out to... uh to Oh, did you not give me your store name, bro? Um. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh. So I got a message from a dude on Instagram. Uh. His name is G- uh, Gavin. I hope I said that right, Gavin. And he uh, works uh, at a retro game store in Ontario called Game Horde. Um, and so it looks like they are in Brampton, Mississauga, and Georgetown. And he said they play the show in the, in the store. And I said, hey, would you guys be willing to put some of my cards out on your counter? Because if you will, I'll shout the hell out of your store. And he said, absolutely. So what's up, Gavin? Shout out to you. A shout out to all of the video game geeks at Game Horde in Ontario. Go in there. T- tell them Adam said hi from Remember the Game. It will literally get you nothing as far as a discount goes. But And I know I keep saying that this thing is ad-free, but those are the types of ads I'll give out. If you put my business cards on your counter, I'll give you a shout-out. So if you're a video game store and you're listening to this and you play Remember the Game in your store, I know some of you have reached out to me in the past, but I can't find the messages. Hit me up. Fucking yell at me. If you're willing to put some of my cards out on your counter, I'll plug your store on the show. I'm not above that. I won't take money for advertisements, but I'll take video or business card handouts because that's what kind of businessman I fucking am. So... Anyway, yeah, thanks, dude, and uh, keep your eye out. The cards should be in the mail uh, right away. So you can pop by his store and buy something to play. Uh, Speaking of playing stuff, guess what I've been playing? There's my transition, my segue over the last seven days. Uh, I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and that is it. That is the only game I've played in seven days. Still, uh, I think I'm very close to the end of the campaign. It sure seems like it's getting close to wrapping up. I was trying to get through it last night, but I was falling asleep. So I decided I'm going to try to finish it off today. Um, I don't know how many more of the side missions I'm going to go back for. Uh, it was like, it was fun while it lasted, but like, I think I've had my fill. Like a game has got to really, excuse me, really get its fucking claws in me before I'm like, I just want to go back and do more meaningless side missions where somebody lost their fucking, because all those side missions are the same, right? In all those games, they're like, oh, I lost my watch can you go get my watch so you have to go back to somewhere that you've been and then the watch isn't there there's a bad guy you have to fight and then it turns out his boss has the watch so then you break into his cave get the watch and go back to see the first guy to get experience points that you don't need because you're already over leveled and destroying the game so um looking to finish the campaign hopefully today and then i can move on to ori and the will of the wisps i cannot fucking wait to play that game i'm so excited to get my hands on it that's that's it that's literally all i've been playing 
for the last seven days, guys. That's one of the shortest intros I've given you on this show in forever. But frankly, there's not a lot going on. The whole world is on hiatus. So again, stay safe, stay clean. That was it. That was fun. Uh, Let's get angry. Let's talk Mario's Missing, episode 88 of Remember the Game. As you all know, Mark McHugh is a very, very good friend of mine. He comes on the show all the time. He, uh, we've covered some great games, and uh, when he suggested this game, I was a little, uh, a little taken back. I'll be honest with you, because we usually cover good games, and uh, I owned this game as a kid, and it fucking sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. And if by chance you don't know, Mario is Missing is an educational game designed to rip off parents and get them to buy it for their kids thinking that it's Mario. And then the kids have to play it because it's Mario. And that's the only game you got because that's the game you got for Christmas. But it's just fucking brutal. It's a crappy educational game. I'm going to cue some more of its awful music. And I'm going to tell you guys all about Mario is Missing that doesn't even have a confirmed release date online because nobody remembers when this piece of crap came out. It just says quarter two of 1993, you guys. Kick back, relax. Uh, again, maybe don't let the kids listen to this one or do if you don't care if they swear. I don't, I don't fucking care. I don't have any kids. Uh, enjoy the episode, you guys. Let's talk Mario is Missing. Here we go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. So we're we're recording two episodes today. Yeah. And one I don't want to say what the other game is because I don't know what order these are going to come out in. But the other game is very very good. And I think it's going to be very popular and well received and everyone's going to be like, "Fuck yeah, that was a great episode." Uh and then when we were talking about what other game we were going to cover, you were like, "I think it's time to do Mario is Missing." I am really excited to be here <laughs> talking about this game. <laughs> Why? Is <laughs> here's the thing. I know that this is one of the games that's on every like quintessential top, like bottom ten of all time. It sucks. It's, it's, it's one of those worst game of all times that makes every lists. But here's the thing, and I will not apologize for this. 
I have very fond memories of this game as a kid, and there are still things that I like about this game. Oh, God, Mark. (laughs) So the episode never saw light of day, but I actually, so if you're listening to this, I'm curious to know if you'd be interested in this episode. Way back, probably like the 20s, or I think you were part of this. I was. Way back in like the- We talked about this game. The 20s or 30s. We started, I started recording little like five, six minute segments with all my guests about the worst game they ever played. And I was going to make it into like the worst game you remember. Uh, and then I threw it away because honestly, it was like depressing to listen to. Like it wasn't even, enter- I thought it'd be an entertaining, like rant filled episode, but most of you guys don't get as angry as I do. You're just like, this game sucks and here's why it well, sucks. My thing is as an adult, I don't play bad video games. Like, right. I don't play a game that I don't think I'm going to 10 out of 10 love. Totally. And if I do, if a game just isn't like, if a game just isn't getting me, I'm just like, oh, I'll just stop playing that and go play something else. Right. Like, and yeah, you know what? I never thought of that until you said it. But you're right. Like, when you're a kid, you play what you're given. Yeah. As an adult, like, I, like, actually, both of us are going through this right now. So here's a semi plug about a modern game uh, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. Yeah. We both bought this game we on our both Switches. We bought this game and we both were so filled with hope and optimism and dreams. Yeah. And then, like, I, I probably got about four or five hours in and was like, uh, this isn't, I don't like it. And it's boring. Yeah, and, it it feels like it's really trying to be tropical freeze, but it's not. I it frustrates it frustrates me so much just because the guys that play Tonic, it'd be like if you brought the original like writers for The Simpsons together to write a new show. Right, you'd be like, right. oh, that's gonna be dope, and then it comes out and it sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's that's what this feels like. It, feels, it does because totally. The dudes that work there and the people they have working on their games, they're legends. They're iconic. They've made some of the best games of all time, one of which we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. But then they make these ukulele games, and it's just like, what? It's, it's so hard. Like, it's so hard to, like, get into. And I know what it's trying to be, but it will ne- they'll never capture that magic yeah. again. It just feels flat. It just feels yeah. like a flat, flavorless this flavorless Manhattan. Like, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> this is two Simpsons references. That's, that's for the Simpsons. We haven't geeks. even mentioned yeah. the game we're talking about uh, yet. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. So, so the point I was trying to make is like by today's standards, if you try, like when you're an adult and you've got a little bit of disposable income for this gaming hobby, if you buy a game and the game sucks, you just don't play it anymore. Whereas when you're a kid, you don't have the money to buy games. So, whatever games you get are the games you own. Like, I think when you look, you... the NES screams that to me because when people play NES games and they have these fond memories of these crazy crappy nes games it's like it's because that's one of the five games you owned so you played it to death so it's and all you could do like it, exactly uh and that's where mario's missing comes in for me because i owned this game as a kid oh okay, see so i did too and i don't know if you remember i got this for christmas one year yeah and you remember this is one of those feelings that i miss as an adult because you and i will never feel this feeling again but do you remember when you're a kid and you opened up a video game and you look at it, and you're like, I've never heard of this game before. Yeah, I, I do. I cannot wait to play this game. It was just such a that mystery. It, it was like, what is this? Yeah. And we'll never feel that again. And I, that's very much what I got when I opened this game on okay. Christmas morning. <laughs> okay, so me too, because I think that's when my brother and I got it as well. And here is my first gripe of many with Mario is Missing. I guarantee you a ton of parents, I know my mom bought it for this, Know that their kid loves Mario. He's got a Super Nintendo. He loves Mario. And then you see this game, and they clearly try to make it look like a Mario game. Like, obviously, you're Luigi, and you got to save Mario. And they're like, oh, this must be like the new Mario Brothers. 
then that's the only, if they had put on the fucking cover what it was, that it was some crappy educational, no action shit game, parents would have been like, I'm not buying this for my... I'd say minimal action. Minimal is generous. It's <laughs> fuck me. And so they're like, if there was a pie chart of like, what do you like action like in this game? It would be like that, you know, like the memes where it's like the little sliver and then the arrow pointing over to the side telling you what that little sliver is. Yeah. That's action. That's action. And then the 99.5% are fuckery because there is nothing <laughs> to do. But people bought this game because they made it seem like a Mario game. They did such a great job of making it look like a Mario game. And it was hot on the heels of Super Mario World. And it used the same graphics. And it's yes. like, oh, and it's it's Luigi. Mario got kidnapped and Luigi has to go after him. How are you not as a kid instantly like, all right, we're going on an adventure? And what's really frustrating is that would have been a fine game if you had just made a 16-bit platformer in the same engine as Super Mario World, but you had to be Luigi and you had to save Mario Every it would have been it would have been Yoshi's Island. Everyone would have loved it. It probably would have been on the Super Nintendo Classic. People would be like, "It would have been a real right. Super." It would have been a real Mario World two. I was just gonna say that Super Mario World two Mario is missing because and it would have been awesome until the Mario Maker games came out. This was the closest that we ever got to a real sequel to that game. Yeah, for sure, and now and that would have been great. But instead, <laughs> you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Like, I'm just looking at, like, I'm looking at it right now. And, like, on Wikipedia, genre, educational game. Has yeah. there ever been a good educational game? Oh, yeah, wait, you like this fucking game. Okay, no, so I, see, I'm going to say that I like this game because I have fond memories playing it as a kid. But I will acknowledge that okay. this game has so but, many faults that cannot how, be defended. How do you have fond? I played this game as a kid, too, and I have no, I have heartbreaking memories of being, like, I remember playing it over and over and being like, oh, maybe next time it'll be fun. You know what the funnest part of this game is? The very beginning, when you're in Bowser's castle and, and you like, gotta pick a door. Happen? That's the most... Okay, let's okay, let's fucking get into it. Because I guarantee you there's a lot of people listening to this. There's two groups of people listening to this game. People this who've never episode, played this game before. There are people that have never played this game and are wondering what we're so angry about, which we're probably going to spend the next 20 minutes or so telling you. And then people like you and I that got this game as kids from their parents because they saw Mario on the cover and thought, well, that'll be exciting, and then found out it's shit. I never saved Mario. Really? No, because it sucked and I gave up every... <laughs> okay. So... Mario is missing. For anyone that has never played it, here's your basic story. If I'm not mistaken, because I haven't played this game in a long time. My basic, uh, there's not even a plot. Like, I'm on the Wikipedia page, and there's not even a, a plot uh, You have to go content. from city to city collecting artifacts yes, that Bowser so stole from Koopa. And Koopas stole all of these artifacts from, like, museums in these big cities. Right. Okay, so, like, yeah, basically Bowser is kidnapped Mario. And yeah. then he's kidnapped all these artifacts and stuff. And Luigi's got to go save him. Cool. They hear that part and you're like, okay, that sounds fun. Yeah. So then the game starts and you got Luigi and Yoshi, if I'm not mistaken. You get to ride around on Yoshi. You get to ride on Yoshi. But the annoying thing about Yoshi is you had to use something called the Globulator. Do you remember this? No. Where you have to like, you have to go around and you have to talk to everybody in the city and you have to find out where you are. So like you talk to people and there are the men you come out. It'd be say, 
where am I and what is this? And what is this is whatever you happen to be holding that you collected from the Koopa. And they'll tell you like, hey, that's the <sighs> painting from the Sistine Chapel. Oh, Go yeah. Go bring it back. So, Or you could say, where am I? And they'll tell you like, I remember one of them was just like, huh, I would say that if I slipped here, I would say it was greasy or something like that. And you're like, okay, we're oh. fine. So that's right, because like, so you end up in like a city, and then you can bring up like a map of the city that you're in, and they are real cities yeah. that you go to, and then there's just like Koopa Troopas just walking around this city, and you have to like just go around and jump on them, and then some of them drop stuff, yeah, right, but not but all of them. You have to kill all of them to beat the level, right? But like the annoying thing, and, and they never really explain this to you, and there's. And like I'm like shaking, like and there's no there's no challenge. Like the Koopas don't hurt you. You can't die. You don't have lives. The challenge of this game is in whenever you collect an artifact, you would have to bring it back to the museum. And the stupid thing was, you would have to answer factual questions. Like they'd be like, "Okay, you have the ceiling from the Sistine Chapel, do you? <laughs> well, if you're so smart, what year was it painted?" And who did it? And you'd be like, I don't... <laughs> and you're playing, this is like, this game came out in North America. It says quarter two, 1993 on the Super Nintendo. So I, w- I would have been nine yeah. playing this game. I'm like, I don't fucking know. And apparently if you had read the little synopsis and the little, you would have gotten the answers to the questions yeah, you Yeah, like needed. if you asked the people, But no one's going to read them because you, you just want to play Mario. And you just <laughs> have to walk around the city. You know what the hardest part of this game is? It's not answering the stupid, there goes my dog. It's not answering the questions. It's jumping on the Koopa Troopas because even that mechanic is broken. Half the time you go to jump on them and you miss you may, you somehow. You them somehow. And it's like you took the engine from Mario, which is based on jumping on Koopa Troopas, and you broke it. And you you have to ride around on Yoshi. You broke it, but Yoshi can't eat the Koopa Troopas. Worth it, motherfuck! And you have. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a CrashPlan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. 
CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. <laughs> so you end up like you you so if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, because you seem to remember this game better than I do. But like, so off the top of the game, you're in Bowser's Castle or something, or some castle, and you pick a door, and then it takes you to like a city. It, t- it takes you to a city, yeah. So then there's you like end up in the city. Doors, and then there's three levels, I think. Right. So then you end up in the city, and then you have to go around, and you have to jump on all the Koopa. You have to find all the Koopa, which is half the game is literally, and like it doesn't even handle like a like a side scrolling like fun Mario game. It's almost like a you're grid. on a grid. You're yes. like a grid. Oh, because you have to go up and down. You have to go up and down streets, yeah. So you can go left and right to go from like grid to grid, but to go up and down, you have to get to corners and then hit up to like, and then he'll do this yeah. little thing where he like runs on the spot and then takes off up the screen. Yeah. But like, you have to be in just the right spot to get that to work too. You could be close, hit up, and it won't go up. And you then have to... there'll be cars beeping at you. Yeah, fuck. So then, so then you and and then if, and correct me. Can you see where all the Koopa Troopas are on the map? On the map, yeah. Okay, so here's here's the fun game. You're like, oh man, I I I've mastered Super Mario World. Here comes another Mario game. Okay, go to the sound and then bring up your map and see where the Koopa Troopa is. And he's okay. So he's four grids to the right and two grids up. So then you have to go four grids to the right and two grids up with no bad guys to dodge or anything to hurt you or coins to collect or power-ups or anything, and then jump on that Koopa Troopa. Did he drop an item? No. Ah, well, you got him, though. Now there's another Koopa Troopa five squares down and three squares left, and you fucking walk over there and get him, too. And then and if he's got nothing, it's like, well, why am I here? Because here's the thing. if you Even if you return all of the artifacts back to the museums, and I think there's three in every level, even if you do that and you leave one Koopa like still alive and you try to go back to the castle, it'll be like city was not secured and oh. you have to go back and do it all again. And it's nothing fun. And then like you said, so then so you have to kill all the Koopa Troopas and then you get all the artifacts or the artifact or fucking whatever. And then you have to go and answer trivia questions about the artifacts when you return them. Right? That's what it is. Yeah. Right? Instead of them just being like, oh, thank you so much. You found the roof to the the sister chapel or whatever the sister i know what it's called <laughs> so it's like oh thank god you found the roof to the chapel here's a reward they're like oh yeah and it's like motherfucker i'll take this thing and give it back to the koopas that i haven't killed yet <laughs> because they're walking around this boring apparently town. it's impossible to return the fucking mona lisa back to the louvre or whatever it, it was. makes no fucking oh and that's okay so like is that the whole game and you just do that with all the different that's, levels you do that 15 times and then the game's out. And then you don't even... Fu- like, you get little mini bosses in between, but they can't hurt. So you go back to the castle when you got all five doors unlocked. Right. Like, then uh, one of, like, the Koopa kids comes out and starts attacking you. But they can't hurt you. Like, there's no lives. There's no way for you to take oh damage. Oh, my God. So you just have to jump on them three times. And then you beat them, and it's like, well, you can't. Why can I do damage to them, but they can't do damage to me? What is the challenge in this boss fight? And you're like, all right, so you go do it five more times, and then another boss, and then five more times, and then another boss, and there's not even a final boss after that. You just go into like Bowser's castle, and there's an animation of you pulling a lever, and then Bowser falls into a cannon, and then he got gets shot up, and then Mario and you are like, hey, what's up? And that's the end of the game. Oh my god. 
Why are we talking about this? Why would like you're like the most you're like one of the most requested guests on the show. People are always like, hey, I really enjoy the episodes with Mark McHugh. I'm like, yeah, he's great. He loves his video games. And then I, I just leave it up to you. And I'm like, yo, what games do you want to cover? And you always come back with some dope ones. And then you were like, Mario is missing. And I'm like, well, I think that game sucks, but Here's okay. And I'm- now we're sitting here and I'm my dog's scared of me because I'm just <laughs> getting angrier and angrier at what an awful game this is. I cannot, I would not be able to leave here today if I didn't mention this though. I think that this soundtrack is one of the easily top Fuck five off. soundtracks on the Super Nintendo. That's why we're talking about it. We're talking this about this fucking it. garbage game with stupid questions for idiot kids that with can't... a banging soundtrack. Oh, I hate. I'm literally. I still listen to this soundtrack there... just by itself. There's no cameras on the show, you guys. I literally <laughs> have just been every time I'm not yelling into this microphone. I'm leaning back in my chair, just shaking my head. I hate this game so much. Listen, here's the synopsis. Here's the synopsis off Wikipedia. In the game, Bowser, King of the Koopas, has relocated from the Mushroom Kingdom to the real world, where he has set up his headquarters in an Antarctican Antarctican castle. Bowser plans to steal... I just learned that Antarctican is a word. Me too. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. We're learning already, Adam. Bowser plans to steal the Earth's treasures with the use of the passcode-operated remote transportation. Which none of this is actually explained in the game. No, and Lars... Okay, no. Okay, Bowser plans to steal Earth's treasures with use of the passcode-operated remote transportation and larceny system. Portals is what it's called. Which allows his Koopas to teleport anywhere in the world. Bowser plans to sell the treasures to pay for enough hair dryers so he can melt the ice of Antarctica. None of that's this is his explained. plan. None of this is explained in the context of the game. No. Although it wouldn't make it any better if you'd be like, oh wait, so I have to go around and answer all these trivia questions to stop Mario or to stop Bowser from selling treasures to pay for enough hair dryers so that he can melt the ice of Antarctica. Like uh, Greta, Greta would rip Bowser apart. How dare you? How dare you? You're ruining you, my dreams. Fucking Bowser, you started <laughs> the whole global warming. Bowser captures Mario to prevent him from foiling the plan, and it is up to Mario's brother you know Luigi what? That's smart of to him. save him. That's that smart. part is smart. That's a smart okay, plan. But even the oh my god. So why doesn't? <laughs> I don't even. Okay, so <laughs> why doesn't he kidnap Mario before he kidnaps Princess, and then he doesn't have to worry about Mario when he kidnaps the Princess? And why did he have to kidnap Mario? I don't understand that. Why couldn't this game have been called fucking Bowser ruins the world? And Mario asks, this, "Why are we? Why do you have to be Luigi?" It was like that's one of the many things that irritates me about this game so fucking much is they finally gave Luigi a sniff because this is way before the days of Luigi's Mansion and all these games this is like hey you know what for for 10 years Luigi has been nothing but green Mario that little brothers had to play as and they were like okay you know what let's give him the fucking spotlight let's make Luigi have a game and they're like all right what kind of game should he have? How about a shitty one where you have to answer <laughs> stupid questions and we'll play with broken platforming? What a fuck me. Oh, wait. When the artifact is restored uh, in each world, a picture is taken of Luigi with the artifact and then it is placed in a photo album. Yeah. The player must then summon Yoshi to Luigi's current location so the dinosaur can eat a pokey that is blocking the level exit leading back to Bowser's castle. Yeah. 
It's like they have all the pieces for like a fun. If you literally took everything else from this game except for having to answer stupid questions, but like Bowser wants to, Bowser came to the real world. And then his plan was, for, uh, for some reason, he wants to melt the ice in Antarctica. And so he needs to buy enough stuff to, or steal enough stuff to sell, to get a hair dryer so he could do that. And he kidnapped Mario to try to stop him. All of that, and then you control Luigi and have to go save Mario in the real world. All that would be dope. In fact, that'd be incredible. That would have been a fucking 10 out of 10 masterpiece game. But in, if, if they've taken the Mushroom Kingdom out and put you in like a cartoon, like real world, that would have been so rad. But instead of doing all that, they were just like, hey, uh, this Mario thing is hot. Let's cash in. What should we do with them? Well, let's fucking make Luigi answer some shitty questions. Like, that would have been a sick, sick game, though. Of course it would have been. Like- <laughs> but it doesn't exist. It says development and release on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> to capitalize on educational games, which were popular at the time. No, they weren't. Nintendo partnered with Radical Entertainment to create an educational Mario game. They also made, did you ever play Mario's Time Machine? Yes. It uh, was like this, but it was worse somehow. Fuck me, man. <laughs> I hate it so much. I'm just reading about the reception of this game. No, it wasn't good. There's okay, so ONM, I don't know what that is. Oh, official Nintendo. Oh fuck. So ONM gave it 82 out of 100. And I'm like, who the fuck is ONM? Official, official Nintendo, Nintendo magazine. magazine. Fist yourself. This was the, yeah, this was their way to make us eat our vegetables and trick us into doing Jesus. it. Jesus. And to trick stupid... Like, on, you want to know the truth? Like, I know that I'm having some fun, like, getting angry. I really am a little bit pissed off about this. You know what bothers me the most about this game? Don't be like, well, we just wanted to help educate the children or anything. That That's not what you did. You knew that Nintendo was fucking white hot. The Super Nintendo was white hot. You didn't have anything else with Mario on it to help sell games for a little while. So you churned out this garbage fucking shit education game that probably took about a month to make so that all the parents like your parents and my parents would go to the store to get their game and kid for Christmas see a new Mario game and buy it like the article even says here despite mixed reviews the NES and SNES versions exceeded 7 million in profit of course it did because you made it seem like we were buying a Mario game yeah, they didn't say like the cover was. I don't know if you remember. It was Mario is missing. There's Bowser. I'm looking at it right now. Mario. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Luigi looking for Mario. And nowhere we... in that does it say. Oh, by the way, you're gonna learn a lot. Go about fuck fucking... yourselves. You're gonna learn a lot about Tokyo in this. By the uh, way, if you like, if you fucking, if they tried to release a game like this today, they would get raked over the coal so hard because the internet exists. So everyone would go online and be like, "Oh, there's a new Mario game." Like, imagine at E3 this year, fucking. <laughs> Nintendo comes out and they do the like, they, like make a Mario, like make it look like Mario yeah. Odyssey too. Mario shows up and he's like, "Let's go!" And everyone's losing their shit and he's going through space and stuff. And then it turns out Bowser is in like, space and he's trying to fucking sell stars to aliens to buy like enough hammers Mario's to destroy the moon. Yeah, it's Mario's <laughs> Observatory, and you have to fucking answer space questions to stop. Like people would fucking riot. I actually kind of want to play this game, though. Fuck off. <laughs> Mario said, you have to answer questions about space. You have to, like, learn about space and shit. You know what? They have proved in the past that Mario in space is a great idea, and it's been a while since they've capitalized on it. Ugh. Let's get, let's make Mario in space happen. Mario Space Odyssey. So angry. <laughs> fucking so stupid. Like, 
you know what? When this show inevitably ends, like someday it will. Like someday, hopefully it's not for a long time. But someday, and the sun will explode someday, one day. Right? Yeah, either the sun will explode, or Bowser will succeed and melt Antarctica, or something <laughs> will happen, and I'll cancel the show. When it does, people will be like, "Hey, do you remember episode XX?" Where they talked Mario is... I feel like that's the episode where the show jumped the shark. It was <laughs> the Mario is missing episode. Because they barely even talked about the game. Mark just laughed at Adam getting angry. <laughs> and that was just such a good mood when you came in. And I'm so glad... Like I almost, So we're doing a really nice game afterward. And I wish we had done that game first. Because now we're going to go to that game. And I'm not even going to be able to give it the fucking credit that it deserves. Because I was so goddamn angry. Like... Fuck right off. I it says this. here, Nintendo licensed the Mario characters, but was otherwise not involved in the game's development. Nor, no, nor was Mario wasn't. creator Shigeru Miyamoto. And of course he wasn't. That's how you took a Mario game and couldn't <laughs> figure out how to make jumps work. <laughs> Fuck. I'm done. I'm done. All right. I, I'm sorry for everyone that's listened to this episode. Like this is, we're at 23 minutes. And unless you've got more to say, I'm fucking ending this because you I'm angry. You know angry. what? Go and listen to the soundtrack. The soundtrack's Oh, gonna... they'll have heard the soundtrack because I will have played it twice coming into this. And guess what? <laughs> I might even say in the intro, hey, you can stop here. What a fucking shitty... And like the thing is, is they're talking about good educational games. They're comparing it to Carmen Sandiego. That did, is a good educational game. Did you play game. Carmen Sandiego? Yes, I did. Dude, great game. Great game. Great television show. Fucking rights. Where was that? Why couldn't we just play that? We don't need Mario to educate us. Oh, this game should have ruined Luigi forever. <laughs> but it did it. In fact, every Luigi game since then has been a Mario is missing sequel in sorts. Instead of like but instead of like going and finding like artifacts, now you're fighting ghosts and it's better. Of course it's better because it's fucking it's a game. There's action. You're not just answering stupid questions. <laughs> Oh Bowser God. weaponizes climate change to melt the ice of Antarctica, flooding the Earth so he can steal landmarks. That's the game plan. It says it's a super villainous plot and would cause the death of billions. That was Bowser's that plan. That would have been amazing if we saw any of that in the game. If it was a real... Oh, my God. All right. I'm done. All I'm right. done. Let's score this. Um... What do we fucking score this thing out of? Out of... You know what? We will literally score this out of three. Out of three? <laughs> what would you give this game on a scale of... of and I, I'm going to... No, you can go under zero. <laughs> on a scale of something to three, what that would is, you give Mario is Missing? And you such, were the one that was like, oh, I have such great memories of growing up playing Mario is I Missing. Did, I did you... Must have been the most depressed fucking child because I grew up playing this game too. And you know what I did? I played it for half an hour and every time I fired it up, I was like, I'm going to finish it this time. And every time I fired it up, I would play it for like half an hour and then be like, this sucks. And then I would either play one of the good games I had but it was or like, I'd go outside. <laughs> but it's like you said, when you were a kid, you got a game and that was the game you played. So we saw it through to the end. Damn no, it. we did it. I've beaten Bart versus the Space Mutant several times, and that game is terrible. Why? Because at least there's action. I'm like, hey, at least I'm jumping. It's just like this one where when you try to jump on stuff, it never fucking works. But at least there's action. It's not. It's not fucking Lisa is missing, and Bart has to go through school and answer questions. 
You know what? I give this game, and I'm not even joking. Legitimately, I give this game zero out of three. I've never given a zero on this fucking show before. I zero. I won't give a zero, but I'll give like a zero point three out of for three. your precious soundtrack. For the set, you know, no, you know what? I'll bump it up to a point five for the soundtrack. A point five out of three because it is one of the best soundtracks on the NES. I might just put this episode in the vault. And end the show on it someday. Like episode 247, the last ever episode of Remember the Game. And we are talking Mario. I'll hype it up. It'll be one of those things where I'm just like, guys, we have an episode of the this bank is the that is so finale. bad that like, I don't know if I ever want to release it. And that's how I'll end the show. I, I, I'm not actually going to do that. But I fucking hate this game. Well, Mark, thanks for fucking coming over. It's like, and it's like 40 below here in Edmonton. It is so fucking cold. And Mark was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to fucking make my way up to Adam's house in dangerously cold weather so that we can waste our fucking Saturday afternoon (laughs) sitting around talking about something that's probably still triggers Adam to this fucking day. And it has, and it does, and it will. There's clearly some issues here. Are, is everything okay at home, Adam? No. It's- well, it is now because I don't own this fucking game anymore. <laughs> Thanks for coming over, Mark. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm, it'll be better next week. Or if this was the series finale, it was a good run. All right? Bye. That's going to do it for episode 88 of Remember the Game. Mark McHugh, thank you for coming over. To all of you, thank you for listening. I hope that this episode was not too profanity-laced for you, and I hope that it helped distract you from the craziness that's going on in the world uh, right now. So stay safe, stay clean. If you're on Spotify, Merry Christmas. There should be 39 bonus episodes popping up right away for you to listen to. And if you want access to even more bonus episodes, patreon.com slash remember the game. I'm borderline begging you guys. It's only $2 a month. You get a ton of stuff. And if we can get it to $200 a month, I'll just start giving away the video game the winner wants every month. I'll go buy you the physical copy for your Xbox, your PlayStation, your Switch, and I will just mail it to you with a happy little note that says, I love you. Thank you for supporting the show. And if you're a video game store and you play us, Yell at me. I'll send you some cards for a shout out, okay? Follow me on Twitter at Member the Game. Follow me on Instagram at Member the Game. I'll follow you back. Leave us a good review if you feel like it. I don't know if, know if they've accomplished anything. Uh, stay safe, you guys. I'll be back in a few days with episode 89 as we climb on toward 100. Take it easy. Go play some video games, and I will talk to you later. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>